Last time on Good Job Adventures. In the vast expanse of the Van Corfer compound, the chrysalis of a tower appears, as if out of nowhere, like a geyser made from the darkest ink. From it emerges mindless, hungering beasts, led by a mysterious silhouette, bony and brittle, wielding immense arcane powers. Its foul magics whisk away a large swath of the party's newfound acquaintances, including Fixes himself, before the silhouette too vanishes. As the party frantically searches for clues, they are led to Van Corfer's own private vault. As they descend into its depths, only the gods know what horrors and secrets await them. everybody to this episode of good job adventures should be episode 20 by my count uh and we're going to uh get right back to where the party was so as you all now descend through the shaft of the elevator you pass by a myriad of floors as the device descends further and further into the earth with an alarming speed you pass by sector 43 where you remember um you likely were supposed to go but it keeps on counting down and as this elevator goes down um you guys just have a few moments to yourselves. You want to speak amongst yourselves. You can go ahead. Uh, but you're kind of slowly approaching the 90th floor. I am alarmed at the speed of this elevator. How deep is this place? I think it's uh, 90 floors deep at least. Well, we're going to floor 111, I think. What? No, no, 1,111. Oh, God. Yeah. We're in for the long haul. So as you uh, slow down towards the 90th floor, as I said, it eventually comes to a full stop at the 100th floor. As the keypad you previously had pressed 111 on um, flashes 100. And in front of you is a metal door with the number, you guessed it, 100 written across it in red. However, it does not open. Will? Does anyone know the spell knock? No. Uh, can we just go to floor 90? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to take a, a quick look at the door to see if there's anything I could figure out about it. Sure. Uh, if you could for me, please go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, that is a 15. All right, perfect. So you pass my check, and you see at the right side of the door, uh, there are about 10 hooks, each with an orange amulet hanging on it. And on these amulets, you see the depiction of a closed eye. Well, look, friends, there are weird amulets that look like eyeballs. As v- uh, I'm going to, go to uh, sc- uh, scurry on over and grab one. All right. Maybe they're protection for entering this room. Well, I, I, I guess. Is, uh, do you feel anything uh, wearing that thing? Any uh, magic coming over you? And I I don't I don't know. How many fingers am I holding up? Yeah, well, uh, one, two, three, and uh, I believe you're holding up ten. <laughs> He's good. So he just puts his jazz hands away. Uh, if you'd like, you can roll Arcana. Uh, but you do feel a magical touch already. 
One. <laughs> the, the, these are really, really nice, like party beads. You see it, like uh, you see it, like Fantasy Party City. Uh, they're just like they're just like La Cucaracha bands. You, you have no idea. Can I take to, a look to at make those? this whole scenario funnier? I technically <laughs> rolled a zero. Oh no! Uh, oh well, look, look at these, look at these fancy like party beads. I I remember hearing about some. It was like a holiday called like, I think it was like Fat Tuesday where people wear wear beads like this. So it's like, look, party beads. I don't know why they'd be down like a hundred floors down in this like hole. But, like look. Yeah. So I'll help Breathweaver investigate. Okay. So uh, Breathweaver, you can roll an Arcana check. Uh, edit. Uh, let's see. I can't read that number because I'm blind. A uh, twenty-one. All right. These <laughs> these are amulets of proof against detection and location. Ooh. Oh, these really are party beads. We can't be located as long as we wear these. How is that r- related to partying? Uh, <laughs> uh, ask again later. I assume so that if we do want to throw a rager, no one can find us. You know when those cops always get called to those parties you're hosting? Well, they can't find you anymore. Uh, Elagos is going to take um, the amulets off of their hooks and pass them to the party, thinking that a little extra protection can't hurt, considering they don't know what's so, down here. Thank you, Elagos. But, I mean, what was the floor we need to go on? Uh, should we go there, or should we just... I mean, I think it was three, <laughs> or sector three. Also, we are at floor, door 100, and I'm honest, I feel like there must be something good behind it. Yeah. I attempt to kick I attempt <laughs> to kick it down. Okay, so you attempt to go up to the metal door and kick it down. However, it gives no purchase. Now, now I want to know, because I didn't hear it directly stipulated, did everybody wear one of these amulets? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, as soon as the last person puts the amulet over their neck... Uh, the door is now able to be opened. So technically, I would assume that would have happened before you attempted to kick it down. So as soon as you kick it, it... no, he kicks it and it opens. Yeah, S- simultaneously. Simultaneously, yeah. as you, you you're putting the necklace on as you walk up to kick it, and then as soon as you mm-hmm. do kick it, uh, the door opens for you. And inside of the room uh, is the inside of the room is bathed in an orange light, and inside are a myriad of what seem to be exhibits all seemingly encased within glass structures uh so as you guys i assume enter the room on the wall you see that there are cloths uh hung up with which would look like cave drawings of magical circles uh symbols for negation of magic there's healing magic and all around the room is a completely linked magical circle uh that seems to run over the door as well and as you fully enter into the room, um, you, the door will close behind you, but you can see there is an easy way to open it back up. So, good. Do um, you guys want to look around? Go ahead. Well, yeah, these exhibits look uh, pretty cool. Uh, anyone see anything interesting? I guess I'll roll perception and just see if, what I can... Wouldn't it be investigation? Uh, yeah, I guess it would be investigation. Uh, sure, go ahead. Actually, maybe it would be perception. Because I'm just trying to... Either or. Discern the different types, not anything about them. Uh, so I'll just do a perception check as I scan the room. Uh, I got a nine. <laughs> Can I look for anything that stands out in these exhibits or if they're all. Sure. Like- so after you, you have like a blanket perception around the room by Aul, 
uh, you're able to see that there seems to be like a, a couple of exhibits. Uh, most of them have like different types of like scrolls inside of them. Others happen to have, there's one specifically with a spear, uh, as well as one that contains a, um, uh, a, a like a decently sized mirror. Uh, and towards the back of the room, you see there is a book that is uh, neatly placed on a pedestal. Uh, so <clears throat> if you like to investigate any of these further, Breath Weaver, uh, please feel free to go ahead. Twelve. All right. So which one of those did you want to investigate? Uh, the pedestal. Okay. So at the other end of the hallway, uh, there there is a pedestal, like I mentioned, and you walk up to it and the the book is open currently to a normal page and as you begin to flip through it uh you see that some of the pages are much newer some are much older and they're scarcely like different ages of books like someone's making some sort of like collage in this book here and you surmise that these are must be a collection of pieces uh of lore about something that appears on every page that something by the name of the silver blaze and as you turn over through uh, a couple of pages, you do see one page written in common that denotes Laws of the Silver Blaze. Would you like to read it? Um, no. <laughs> are there other pages in different um, languages? Just out of curiosity. like Because you specified common for this page, and I was just wondering. Yes. So you're able to take a look here and just see if there's like written in different languages. Most of the book happens to either be written and or translated in common. However, you're able to tell that some of the things that have not yet been translated are in Celestial. I know Celestial. I, I meant they're in Dwarven. I can read Dwarven. So if you know Celestial, you can read... I'll, I'll read the common one first, because that's where I think... No, you can it. read all of I'll it. I'll take a look at some of these other pages. <laughs> but yes. I'll, I'll, I, I'm assuming the common page... I assume the common page is 420, right? Like page 420? Yes. Yeah, I'll all right. read it all, okay. just in order. So, you read the laws of the Silver Blaze, just and read these are all. the laws as stipulated. <laughs> Mistra maintains the true order of this world. The Weave and all other orders are considered disorder. This world is for all. Those who seek it for themselves are enemies. Those that defile the Weave deserve no mercy. Do not perform acts of blasphemy. Those who do so have gone mad and deserve release. All life is sacred. Only take up arms against those who defile this order. So you read the laws of the Silver Blaze. As you flip through to the next page, you see that this seems to be an excerpt written by Fixus Van Corfer, as you notice that the uh, handwriting on the page is just as neat as your invitation to this place. And it reads, I've always been fascinated with the Silver Blaze. A long time ago, they were said to be a large society of mages that lived their lives rather simply always respecting the laws of magic and imparting the gift unto others that could use it. The curious detail about them is that they seemingly disappeared off the face of the, of the world. Only trace remains of their kind, and a majority of them are here. They also had a nasty reputation for seizing those who used what they perceived as magic improperly based on their laws. This is my most treasured collection, and I hope to keep adding to it should I find more. Amongst this collection are a few rather rare items. The Dire Mirror uh, is a powerful tool that the Silver Blaze used only in, well, dire times. Dire, uh, dire times, I suppose. It is said that it would always provide them the truth and the future. However, the price of that truth was the mirror's usage itself. In my possession, I have one such of these mirrors. 
it goes on to continue to the next page. Uh, and as you read it over, he says, if, you, if you'd like to keep reading, is the, the weaponry of the Silver Blaze were particularly interesting as they each well, were said to have had a flame tongue enchantment attached to them. Personally, in my collection, I have a spear. It is said that uh, they had a myriad of fighting styles and weaponry. The only other curious thing is that these weapons were said to be forged with the silver flame of Mistra. However, from the weapon in my possession is but a simple red flame. Perhaps this has to do with the absence of Mistra, or it is possible I am not worthy of wielding a silver-flamed weapon. Out of curiosity, are we going to have this written down? Because I was not able to keep up with writing that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a there's a order of wizards of silver wizards who blaze and um, yeah, Fixus Van Corfer has been studying them for a long time. He's got some other fancy toys. Yeah, uh, from my understanding, Fixus just blazes. Interesting. For those at home counting, that's three or four blaze jokes we've made so far. And then as you yep. continue to go through, you see most of the other pages are different, ma- like, magical scrolls. Uh, so if you want, you can use Arcana to identify them, or if you don't really care, you can leave it for now. I want to know about these scrolls. Let's see. <laughs> uh, nat 20. Uh, you, you parse through. The first one is an instant magical <laughs> circle spell scroll. The second is a counter spell scroll. And the last one is identify. <laughs> Nice. I as Corley rips, <laughs> as Breathweaver rips pages out of a book, uh, <laughs> the rest of the party, I, I assume, is just perusing the room. We're just, we're just watching him defile this literature. Uh, I, maybe. I, I've never. Are, are you? Are you gonna eat those, Breathweaver? Oh, well, wait. Why would you eat the book? Books are delicious. I'm not gonna eat them. Of course not. You cast them. Oh, I, I, I should explain. These are magical scrolls. So, at this point, Elagos is kind of starting to wonder why we needed these amulets uh, to not be detected in this room. Probably uh, protect us from the magic items here that might accidentally trigger something. I don't know. And given there's this kind of, I'm getting the vibe, is his study, it almost seems like his office of sorts. If he has like a diary down here. If that's the case, why were there so many amulets outside this door? If it seems like it's private chambers, seems convenient. Hmm. Maybe he didn't want people knowing what he was doing down here, that this room even exists. But other people were able to enter that number and grab the magical beads, too. Yeah. And the door just opened when we all put it on. Yeah, that sounds strange to me. Hmm. How many, uh... Vin, real quick, how many necklaces or amulets did we see outside the door? There were ten. There were ten. Maybe they really were party bees. They do just like to have uh, tours down here for other rich people. Yeah, I think I see that that Wu-Tang album was in one of the the glass exhibits. (laughs) There is no Wu-Tang album! (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Wait, which one? (laughs) That one they didn't release ever. Except they sold it, I think, to like Martin Shkreli, <laughs> an, al- an elf from, <laughs> from... Who now who now exists in the canon of our TNT campaign. I'll write of it later, a, a guys. Wonderful and, <laughs> wonderful and good-hearted elf who has oh used God. his wealth for the benefit of all humanity. Not elves, just humanity. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, 
Are we are we good down here? Should we move along yeah. for now? Yeah, I think let's go back to floor ninety. What's on floor ninety? God, I hope you don't because I don't know what's on floor ninety either. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, that's that's well, oddly specific to just say I don't know. Well, I mean, we gotta hit up sixty nine the way back up. All right. So are you guys? Nice. Maybe there's some goblins in there for you, Wilhelm. Did somebody right. say goblin? <laughs> so I think let, let me just get let me just get a tally of the floors that everyone wants to to go to. Uh, I know Andrew said ninety and refuses to tell us why. Um, Owl said sixty nine for the obvious reason. I think I remember something about floor forty three. I think someone else said something about floor three. What did you call me? Am I leaving anything out? Uh, I don't think I've made it clear which floor I wanted to visit because I have no fucking clue. I'll just kind of go with the flow. I think we're good, but also please refer to me as Captain Wilford Weatherville. There's literally no one here except for us. We don't know that. Yeah, I see. Here's the th- here's the thing. Someone could be watching. Okay, Captain Weatherville. We ha- right? we literally have a. a- Elgus pulls at his like collar. We literally have amulets right. that prevent people from knowing we're here. Someone could be literally watching us. Someone could be in this room. So Elagos. Elagos. Yes. Elagos. As you pull on your as you pull on your your amulet, uh, your, your necklace. I want you to roll a. Um, I want you to roll a strength save. Oh God. Strength save. I think I get uh something for this from being. A paladin, but let me just roll it and see. You do with your aura. You get plus whatever your charisma modifier. Oh, is. I'm gonna need it. Uh, plus charisma, so that's a three plus three plus two is an eight. So as you tug at your necklace, Elagos, you see that you're able to snap the party beads. You know those; they're very weak, and the necklace kind of falls to the ground around from from around your neck. So I just and, broke my necklace. Yes. Uh by tugging on it. So as soon as you've done so, uh, Elagos, you immediately feel a set of eyes on you, coming from behind you. As you whip around to take a look, you see that the room you were in is is seemingly not there just for a brief second, and you see a vision of a completely circular stone room with a large pool in the center of it with no ripples whatsoever. And towards the bottom of that pool, a little different from the one that you've seen before, there's a single body bound to the floor, with magical symbols surrounding it, with a circle full of eye motifs. And as you feel it peer into you, the images stop immediately, and everything returns to normal. Uh, Elagos, El- are you okay? No. Well, what the hell happened? I just saw something I think I'm not supposed to see. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go. What 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 sorts of a, a, a cursed imagery that slapped your eyeballs in the face? Uh, eyes, lots of eyes, and there was a dude, and eyes. Ah. So you you're saying you you called me Aul in front of a bunch of eyes and a body? The whole the the jigs up. They know I'm not a captain. You could be <laughs> captain Aul. Oh damn it! That was the most important part of the rules. Let's get back to the elevator, like Nowish. Yes. All right, that, that sounds, like, sounds like plan. Right. So as you go ahead and exit oh, no. the room, you see the door closed behind you. Uh, the, the door closes behind you, and uh, it, it finally seals. So as you go back to the elevator, um, if you'd like, you can go ahead and attempt to move it uh, and set it to either 69, 90, 43, floor 3, or whatever you want. All right. Uh, 
I think we should just go straight to the correct floor. Do we remember which one that was? And what yes. floor is that? I put in the correct number. It was only like five minutes ago that we learned it. Okay. So as you attempt to put in the correct number, the actual elevator does not begin to move. Do we need to put our necklaces back? Well, people? Well, I, I, I guess we should do that. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I'll, I'll put mine back. I will also put mine back. Isn't yours, like, broken? Mine's broken. Oh, I'll put mine back. Alright, so, Eligos, did you pick yours up inside of the room? Um, I did not specify, but yes. Okay, so you guys hang up uh, all of your necklaces, and then you, uh, you you go over to the elevator again. Eligos is going to type in 43 on the console. Alright. So you type in 43, uh, and then the numbers blink, and it begins to show you 043, and the elevator begins to rise. So you guys do have a few moments before it gets to the 43rd floor. If you want to discuss what happened in that room, um, feel free to go ahead. Look, there goes room 69. It could have been. What could have been? Definitely some moaning coming out of that. A lot of it, actually. Uh, So at this point, Elgos is going to uh, recant in more detail the vision he saw in the room. Wouldn't recant mean you, like, take it back? I don't think so. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think you mean, rec- I think you mean recount, right. but it's fine. <laughs> so I... He will recount until I can look up the definition for recant and see if I'm right or wrong. One, <laughs> two, three. Recant... All right, he will recount. (laughs) (laughs) So you just tell us everything? Yeah. (laughs) That's not great. No, it's not great. Do you think that is related to the Silver Blaze at all? It could be. I've been honestly more surprised that those highly magical objects broke so easily. Also, I think I got a new nickname for myself. It's the Silver Blaze. I like that. Oh? Yeah. I think it's already been taken. Yeah, I, I don't know if that would be a good idea. Because I mean, all, all we need is to have, like, a, a, a angry, magical copyright lawyers up our asses for, like, name-stealing or whatever. Well, you'd probably like them up your ass, right? Yeah. Jesus, but... that came out of nowhere. Hey, man, there is nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Are we at the room yet? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are there. <laughs> this is a really awkward elevator music playing right now. So, like, you guys get up to floor. <laughs> while, uh, while Owl and uh, Wilhelm are discussing the other kind of slap suit. Uh, you guys are on floor <laughs> 43. Uh, you notice it comes up to the, the this large metal door. The room is written in a... Um, it has a blue uh, blue number written on it instead of a red number, 043. And upon arrival to that floor, uh, the door opens uh, almost immediately for you, and you can see inside of this room, it, it looks like a massive library. Uh, however, this library seems to be for a specific purpose. You see scattered across the entirety of the library, mounds and mounds of maps, blueprints, cartographer's tools, quills, measuring devices, anything that someone would need to build something and draw up the me- the mechanics on how to make it is in this room. Uh, and as you, as you uh, t- bask it in there, you notice that there is quite literally a lot of stuff in this room. 
Uh, so if you want to start looking around uh, to look for what you need, please go ahead and do so. What are we specifically looking for? Yeah, it has been a long time. Can you remind us? Um, from what you remember, you only knew that he was he was drawing up designs uh, for a uh, for a power source, uh, and he was seemingly sketching it, but very terribly. Uh, because it seems as if he wasn't able to bring that thing or an item out with him. So he was taking notes on it and then bringing it up to his quarters and seemingly messing it up each time. So a document or a blueprint on how to create an an unlimited energy source. All right, everyone, we're looking for documents on this unlimited energy source that he's been making. So I guess split up, uh, find what you can, and we'll meet back up here. All right, that, that that is good plan. All right, so as you guys go ahead and split up, are you going into groups? Is there like a is there like a Wilhelm uh, is there a Wilhelm Aul Elagos group, and then like a and like a Breathweaver, uh, Breathweaver Anderle group? Well, what's yep. the split here? And a Captain Wilfred Weatherville group and a First Mate John Peters group. All right, sounds good to me. So so that is one group. Then what about other group? The Scooby Doo split. The right, the other three. I'll go in the uh, Captain Weatherville uh, group, and I will keep calling him Captain <laughs> Weatherville in an attempt to like make him feel better. But I don't think it's doing much. All right, well, Ander, you're with me. <laughs> All right. So as you guys split up, I want each group one person to roll a blanket perception check. I will do it. Okie dokie. Um, I got a twenty-four. Ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. For the group that rolled a 24, you're able to see that towards the back right-hand corner of the room, there seems to be a uh, a larger bookshelf that happens to have like a bunch of like different maps and whatnot uh, and blueprints stuffed into it. Uh, these seem to be denoting like a bunch of different like what you note here as power sources or different forms of energy conversions. Uh, and with the 10 roll, uh, Wilhelm, you kind of with your uh, with your inquisitiveness got a little bit distracted and saw like the magical item section so you went over that way uh with with breath with um with ander and you you notice you see like a couple of uh different items that can be crafted such as like an immovable rod you start looking over that and like javelin of lightning uh you're just looking at a couple of these blueprints now the the cap the, the captain weatherville team is able to see large generators uh, in terms of their blueprints, they're able to see different like like gems of power. They're able to see like um, like a three D gems uh, that they're that are being used. They're able to see dragon eggs that are being used for different types of magic uh, inside, like listed on a couple of blueprints. So if you want to look a little bit harder, I will require an investigation check. Morgan, yeah, you pinged something, Morgan. Do you want to bring that up? Yeah. So I. I was gonna try and use my background to see if I can find, if I can figure out where we would be able to find something about this endless energy source. Okay. Um. I want you to roll. Then all right. I'm reading this over here. A oh, researcher from Background Sage. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Go ahead and roll a um. Go roll an envelop an intelligence check uh, at advantage. 
uh so i'd like to see if you can discern like what the, like the like what what these things are stored in like alphabetical order like where you would be looking for something important but like you've definitely got the right section the drowy decimal system uh would i be able to use history or an investigation um sure yeah use history instead because that's the info. Okay. thing investigation 22 all right, so you're able to uh, take a look at at the bottom shelf. Uh, there seems to be a couple of older blueprints listed there. Uh, you believe that your search will better find you um, in that section. And as you do, you are able to see one of them that seems to be jutting out as if it's been recently used. Tyler, I want you to know that that joke was heard and appreciated. I'm going to uh, reach for and grab the the blueprint that's jutting out. Okay, so as you go ahead and grab that blueprint, you notice it's incredibly old, and the edges of the paper... Wait, no, it's a trap! <laughs> no, the, the the edges of the paper uh, have been yellowed, and you look over it, uh, but the deep black marks that have been etched into the document are still as sharp as ever. And the instructions are relatively simple, and they are written in common. Uh, you see that in order to make this item uh, what is being called here as... Um, as the transmuter are the following three blessed steel bars one emerald and any transmutation spell casts on the combination of these materials with the resuscitation of the following bind to me and grant my wish create what i want destroy what i do not slay the past with my desire disrupt now with my greed corrupt the future with my selfishness Bind to me and grant my wish. And then it indicates that the caster's name should be spoken aloud at the last port. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. <laughs> and then over on uh, Wilhelm's side, you're still digging through. You found three uh, imp- three interesting magical items. One, both, one the immovable rod, uh, the javelin of lightning, and a giant slayer greatsword. Uh, over the time that it has taken them to find the actual blueprint you're looking for, you found out that in order to make a, an immovable rod, you, you need the following items. Uh, one steel rod, a drop of sovereign glue, one cast of levitate on the rod, and one cast of hold person on the handle. That's what you're so going to uh, Blueprints so for immovable rod, giant slayer greatsword, and... Javelin oh. of lightning. This immovable rod keeps coming up. I feel like it's going to be important. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Shekhov's rod. Nope, never mind. Uh, so you said we could roll investigation? Yeah. Based on what we've already seen? Sure. Okay. Oh, you sound very aggressive right now. Um, <laughs> well, I got, um, I rolled a six. Here, let me take a look, Captain Weatherfill. I'll get it, Captain Weatherfill. I got a, uh... I got a 17, Captain Weatherfield. This means nothing, but to me, you're able to, t- to take a look around. Uh, you're able to find another uh, another proof for a blueprint. One moment here. I'm just picturing like that scene from SpongeBob. Elagos holds it up. It's a note. Turns it over. You see him make a musical note. It's just the little A. <laughs> oh, God. And on the back, there's a letter. What's the definition of recant? Listen here, Captain Weatherville. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you're able to see that this has the instructions for a staff of power. Ooh, I like power. Stop that. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty neat, but I don't know if it'll relate to what we're currently looking for. Tell me you're about to cry. 
Yeah. Yeah, you, you rolled investigation to find something in, like, the power section. However, you, you got rod of, rod of power. You got an 18 and he, or 17, and that's what he got? Maybe you already found what you're looking for. Then why'd you send us here when we got the better perception roll? I, I did. Yeah. Oh my god, Anders in the other he realizes. group. Oh my god. I... Yep. I yeah. Guess. Oh wow, that's that's my bad. Elegance is like, it looks like it's supposed to be right here, but it looks like it was replaced with this rod of power stuff. Yeah, they magically got swapped. Uh, uh, we'll meet back up with the other group then. Alright, so I found the bunch of neat blueprints. I found this transmuter thing. I found a rod. It's actually a staff. But, yes. <laughs> so, uh, what's this uh, transmuter thing? That seems like... Apparently it can trans... <laughs> I haven't really looked at the schematic, but it requires a st uh, blessed steel bars, emeralds, and then a transmutation spell with an incantation. How much vinegar is involved with this? Lots. Lots of vinegar. <laughs> Excellent. Do you th wait, so we think this is what uh, Tomas was working I on? I think so. It was, it was jutting out and it was in the wrong section. What could he... So as you look at the actual piece of paper, you notice that the... Uh, there, there are drawings on what it's supposed to look mm -hmm. like in its final form. Oh, this isn't uh, even its final form? And you see form? that it is the shape of a teardrop. Alright, guys, remind me, but didn't somebody have a teardrop during the convention? Like a little crystal teardrop? Well, that was at the top of the tower in Ruel. That was the source of the wish. Yeah, if we were looking for a smoking gun, I think we uh, just found it. So you think... So I guess Tomas was attempting to somehow transmute a t the tower here to get the teardrop or it might explain why it looked different from the one we saw in ruel you think he f didn't fully finish mm -hmm. i mean his schematics weren't complete so you think he didn't fully finish what he's trying to do I, I think that's the only thing that makes sense but if he was able to transmute a tower that means that the tower is somewhere else now obviously but where do we i don't know Okay, it was it was a semi-rhetorical question. But do we think that shambling oh. husk of a, a mage who ended up vaporizing uh, fixes Dubilius and our dear friend Oakley Boomer? Do you think that was that must be related to Tomas because it was verping everywhere? Do we think that was Tomas? I hope not. That could have been. Yeah, that that. It is a possibility. I mean, he was definitely funnier in that form, which is an improvement. Oof. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, like, better comedy does not balance out, you know, disintegration or whatever the hell he did. True. Maybe he's weak to fire. We can burn him to death. You guys really don't like Tomas. Well, I mean, I, I, I realize I, that outside the context of, like, getting, like, burns, like, as in, like, making fun of him, that sound, what, I, what Elgo said sounds really, like, hostile. But yeah, I see, it's the, I see a schematic for a, a flamethrower. We could make one of those, maybe. Just I, I didn't mean literally. Palm is right next to it. Greek fire. <laughs> That's that. Greece is now a thing in this universe. Wait, what fire? <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Greek lightning, not Gre no, Greek fire. Greek fire is a historical thing. Yeah. Oh god. 
moving on. Oops. Grease is the smell. <laughs> uh, so, oh, no. And it's also a picture film. Uh, but as, as you guys take a look at the actual document, if you, if you want to read it again, uh, you, may, you may be able to find some more information. I'll read the incantation uh, once more. It's, bind to me and grant my wish. Create what I want. Destroy what I do not. Slay the past with my desire. Disrupt now with my greed. Corrupt the future with my selfishness. Bind to me and grant my wish. And then the caster's name is to be said aloud to complete the recitation. So should someone say this and then say their name? I think we're missing a lot of the requisite components. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the blessed rods could not be, like, uh, does it give dimensions for, like, how big the rods have to be? Or does, that, does it just have to be rods that are blessed? And do they have to be movable? Do size doesn't be, matter, right? It's how you use it. Do they it. have to be movable, <laughs> maybe? Or maybe immovable? Ah. I don't know. Uh, not necessarily oh. have to be immovable, but there are uh, three blessed steel bars. But as you guys are contemplating this a little bit more, you are able to feel something now. As you are all standing here, uh, you feel a, an immense burst of the same exact magical energy. Uh, coming from outside of the vault, as you believe that the uh, the being and or tower has spawned yet again. Oh shit, here we go again. I think we found where the tower ended up. Yes, we should get going, because if it's anything like the last time this happened, there's going to be some, some angry dogs and a very unfunny wizard. <laughs> So as you guys uh, kind of get out of this uh, out of this library, uh, you take the uh, you, you you walk up to the elevator, and I, now I'm assuming that you guys care and want to get back to the original floor. Either that, or you want to go to it floor sixty nine. Well, it can wait. So yeah, you guys you guys kind of uh, get get over to the elevator and press zero zero zero, and it will bring you back up to the top of the vault. And as you guys uh, exit the building itself, you can hear and see. Uh, well, you can hear a large crash, and you can see a half a halfway tall uh, mercuryish steel tower uh, in the airfield where you had previously seen the airships of uh, Vancouver Enterprises. Should we try to get in? I mean, the last one just kind of sucked us in. I don't know how to get into this one. It, it perhaps not. If it's not fully formed, would it even have the sucking potential? <laughs> and I think, do you think the airship of, like, that field where they're making the airships, that might have the steel required? Right? It's a long I mean, shot, but, you know, it's worth a look. Is it really that long? But, all right, didn't think it was that long of a shot. It's a long airfield. I mean, yes. Yes, it all is. All right, let's, move, let's, let's get a, a move on. Was that a bad joke, Elagos? I'm going to start counting those. I'm, He's slowly dropping I, to Tomas of Earth levels. Oh gosh! <laughs> Truly, the bottom rung of actual society. Uh, so this is the this is the true curse of what happened when I broke the beads. <laughs> so, as you guys get to the airfield, uh, you notice uh, what's there is the following. So one, you do see some mechanical dogs and a green figure kind of lurking around and destroying one of the ships. You also do happen to see Mitzi and their companion, uh, the the larger man. I don't even think you guys knew his name. Uh, standing there, attempting to try and fend off some of the dogs and to uh, to protect the the airfield itself. Uh, and they're currently fighting. So if you guys want to jump into that initiative, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. Mitzi, quick! What's your companion's uh, name? They turn around uh, and they say, "Nid." Ah. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna roll initiative now. 
Elagos is going into the fight so he can help. Yeah, same. Okay. What the hell is joining the friend? Anders jumping in. <laughs> oh god. That sounds like Anders entering a Smash game, like the unlock screen. <laughs> oh right, god. Uh, nineteen. <laughs> All right. Anders slays the competition. Show me. I your want moves. to help, but I just rolled a nat one. So. Uh... And then what did Ander get? Nineteen. I got a, okay. a twenty. All right. I got a seventeen. I got. Seven. Uh, so as I take a look at this, uh, we're going to begin the combat. Currently, you see there is the larger green wizard and about two dogs uh, currently standing uh, near and near and around it. Uh, so the first person in this uh, order would be Aul as he as he rolled the twenty. Do I see like so? It's Mitzi and the unnamed uh, guy. Is there like? workers there that look at risk or anything or it's just those two uh you can see like in the distance a couple of workers uh, specifically the drew the god the blue dragonborn uh has have kind of like taken cover behind a couple of boxes towards like the um the 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 southeastern corner of the actual field far away from the ships uh well far enough far away enough from the ship that is currently being subsumed or destroyed uh, by this beast as it begins to blast it with uh, with this green aura. But you do see some workers there. Where is there. the tower in relationship to the ship being blasted? 20 feet away from it. Uh, I guess I'm going to attempt to sneak to the tower. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead, roll stealth. Okay, 6 plus 10, a 16. Okay, so you roll a sixteen. So you're able to get you're you're able to get it pretty close. You sneak past the dogs, and you're pretty much right up in front of the tower. What do you want to do? Uh, it's Mercury, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 Mercury-ish. You're not entirely sure what it is. Is you know, like I don't know. You're not gonna lick it or something, well, but it's it's liquid yeah. metal. I will put the tip of my just the dagger. Tip. Okay. Into it. Uh, so you put the tip of your dagger into the actual uh, tower itself, and like a green a green spark kind of just like flies onto your hand. As you don't feel necessarily any pain, but you you really you can't move. You're kind of just like stuck in the like on the side of the tower right now, holding onto the dagger. You could let go, uh, but the uh, the dagger is currently just stuck in as far as you put it in. Oh, uh, we'll let go of the dagger. Okay, and as you let go of the dagger, it kind of goes into the tower. So the sucking potential is uh, is still there. <laughs> Can I attempt to pick up one of the dogs and throw it into the tower? On your next turn. Uh, but for, for now, that's definitely a thought. So as you begin to scheme, it's Anders' turn. I'm going to go after one of the dogs attacking Mitzi. I'm going to throw out an Eldritch Blast. Uh, please roll a hit. Nat 20. All right, then. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, roll that Roll that damage. And it's actually 2d10, so that's 2, 7, 9. That's 18 damage, and then I get to add my charisma mod, so 23. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, you guys are wow. Yeah, so you absolutely blast this dog. So, like, you, you, like it's about to go ahead and bite Mitzi, and then as soon as it's about to do so, like, a giant blast of, like, Eldric energy, like, arcs in from your hand with the infinity symbol on it, and, like, red blazes kind of in- consume your blast and completely push the dog back an additional 10 feet uh, further back to the feet of its master now, who kind of turns around and begins to look towards towards Mitzi instead of the actual ship itself. Congratulations, you've drawn massive attention to yourself. Do I throw another one? Why wouldn't you? 
Why wouldn't you <laughs> kill the dog that's upset with you? The first one was just so good. It just Do it. doesn't need the second one. Oh, I'll throw it. I'll throw one at the wizard then. Uh, seventeen. All right, you're able to hit. Fifteen. So fifteen damage. Is that the same dog? Uh, no. That was like the per- the wizard that kind of turned around and looked at me. Okay, so you attack the- you attack that wizard, and as as it kind of it kind of this is this actually bounces off of his green aura. Uh, it it does hit him, but it like kind of looks like it removed a chunk of the green aura without actually hitting his body. You can tell that some damage has been done. Uh, but now your turn is over, and it's Elagos's turn. All right. Uh, there's another dog around, right? Uh, there are currently two dogs. One has currently been blasted. Uh, and the other one is just standing next to the gentleman who Mitzi informed you as being named Nid. I'm going to attempt to pick up the dog and throw it into the tower. Uh, yeah, go ahead, roll up to it, and roll an athletics check. I'm going to attempt to you uh, said? counter you. Yep, athletics. All right. That's a 16. All right. So, yep, you beat my 15. So you're able to successfully pick up the dog, and you're going to throw it into the tower, right? Come on, Lassie, we're going for a ride. All right, so you throw the dog into the tower, and as you do, it kind of just, like, sticks onto the side of the tower, and then eventually it gets consumed, and what you think goes inside. I, I, I look at Owl. It worked! Owl doesn't respond to Owl, but he's, he's, he gives you a, a nod. <laughs> a very discreet nod. And then Elgos is going to draw his weapons and, like, turn to face the continuing threats. Okay. So at that point now, we're going to head into uh, Wilhelm's turn. What would you like to do? All right, so question. Uh, with the big scary skeleton, how many, like, mechanical dogs are around it? There are currently now one dog around it. Fuck. Damn it. I was going to use fireball. Yeah, there's nothing stopping right, you. Yeah, I'm... You still can. <laughs> there's nothing stopping you. There's not, like, a requisite of three to cast fireball. Oh, darn. There's only two people that I can turn into ashes. Elgos did say he wanted to incinerate uh, Tomas Verf. So, completely burn that guy up is what I think the exact quote was. That's not no. What I'm going to do is run up to not the dog, but I'm going to basically make a sh- uh, beeline towards the wizard and try and just bonk it with my hammer. Go ahead and roll, uh, roll to try and hit it. Unnatural 20. As you get very close to it, like, the aura seems to be pushing you back, but, like, the strength of actual will of Wilhelm Onyx Brew is able to push you through as you're able to connect your strike. Uh, what, what, roll your damage. Four bludgeoning. Fantastic. You, you strike with the entire Onyx Brew line <laughs> behind you. Uh, your entire, the entirety of your ancestry. And, like, you, you, you hit him for four damage. And you see it kind of, like, backs up a little bit, and it looks pissed. Uh, so now, uh, do you have extra attack? I don't know how that works. I don't. Okay. Uh, so now it's Breathweaver's turn. So. A wall of ice. There's only two enemies left? Yes. Uh, okay. I I was debating whether it's worth slowing them. I don't think so. I'll just cast a Chaos Bolt. What, what is each animal doing? One's attacking Nid and the other one's doing what again? The other one's inside the tower. Oh. So the dog's attacking Nid, or did the dog get thrown into the tower? I'm sorry, I forgot. One dog mm-hmm. is attacking Nid, one dog is inside the tower, and one wizard is really pissed. I will... And which dog was the wounded one? The one inside <laughs> the tower, which I can't hit? Fucking just hit one of the two people. You're asking so many questions, just fucking hit him! Yeah. <laughs> I'll attack a dog. Alright. 
Uh, does a 17 hit? Yes, the 17 does hit. Okay, five and a four, so force or lightning damage? It's up um, to you. I will do force damage, shout like a dragonborn, and deal 10 damage. All right. So you deal 10 force damage to this dog as it gets pushed back a little bit further from Nid. And as this happens, it is now going to roll into the uh, the wizard's turn. So the wizard turns and absolutely looks down upon Wilhelm. Uh, and then it notices that a neat line has been set for it so far. Uh, with Wilhelm being incredibly close and almost behind Elagos. And then behind them is both Breathweaver and Ander. So then it begins. Wait, we stood in a line. We weren't like spread from what out. I could tell. You, none of nobody moved except those two. Uh, and as it takes a look, it raises up its hand, uh, and it's going to shoot out a large green blast. So what I would like you all to do right now is roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh no! All right. Um, I think people get uh my charisma bonus to this. Plus, plus, plus three. Two. Let me just make sure. Scooby Dooby Doo. No. 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 Not now. Not here. <laughs> Even with my metal dogs, it all makes not sense. Not now. Not here. <laughs> Dick. I hate you. Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah. Whenever you are a friendly creature within ten feet of you, which I'm assuming is only correct, you and Wilhelm, uh, must make a saving throw. Creature gains a bonus to the same throw equal to your charisma modifier, which is two. And this is a uh, deck saving throw? Deck save. 14. 19. Alright. Breathweaver and... Uh, that one. Ander. There we <laughs> oh, go! No. Right. <laughs> so, and and 17. This all is right. where Vin tells us we all failed. No. Uh, you are able to, Eligos, deftly get out of the way. However, the other three have been subsumed and they get blasted by the green blast. So you see um, there has been like a a glimmer of light that appears over Wilhelm that attempts to protect him, which was your aura. And then it, since you dodged, he came out. It just got hit by it. Uh, The second one is just uh, Ander really like got down to his knees and like tried to see where the blast was coming from. It was too fast. And then just Breathweaver just opened up his arms like he was being accepted by some sort of god. And like just t- just took it straight to the face. As you and Aul are the only two people left uh, here, as also Mitzi and Nid uh, failed their saves and are Wait, now uh, been blasted. Were in this line? I know, right? The line is ten is ten by ten. Uh, it, well, it's ten it's ten feet wide, uh, and it goes for it, it went through the entirety of an of a building, so it goes pretty far back. So. Everyone except for me and I will. Sorry, everyone except for me and Captain Weatherville just got death starred. More or less. All right. Well, uh, the podcast <laughs> is now named uh, Elagos and uh, Owl Adventures. <laughs> Looks like Captain we- Wilfred Weatherville is about to get a new first mate. And then it turns its attention towards uh, towards you guys, and though. we're actually going to. Yeah, you're right. You are hiding. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It just it. It was a 360 no scope. It turned all around. No, it's looking at Elagos uh, now. It's just hard scoping Elagos. And it's going to be Aul's turn. How close? So when you threw that dog into the tower, how far did you throw it? Like I'm trying to gauge the t- distance between it, uh, me and you. Uh, he threw it about 15 feet. Okay. Damn. That is a, that's a meaty throw. Um, hmm. 
I kind of like look at Elagos and just like shrug. Like, yeah, Elagos doesn't have any answers either. I mean, El talking is a free action, right? So Elagos is just gonna ask Tower. Yes, I'm going to. <laughs> I, I will when Elagos says Tower. I will cast like a a silent image, almost of like a, a big wall in front of Elagos, just so there's like the illusion of cover to make it harder for him to get hit. So now I guess for like the disintegrating casting wizard or whatever it would see like this wall in front of Elagos. And then after I do that, I'm going to look at uh, Elagos sadly and say, time for this old chunk of coal to set sail as I leap into the tower. Yeah, he's you're kind of just like stuck real slow. <laughs> I, I do the... I do the thumbs up at like at the end of Terminator 2. <laughs> he just sticks there for a second and slowly gets absorbed. Uh, and now it's Elagos' turn. Dun, 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 Uh, Elagos is... So, um, everyone else who's in this airfield is the people who are, like, way out of the way of this danger, right? Yeah. Okay. Elagos is just... If, are they, like, within, like, seeing distance? Can I see them? Yeah, you can see them, but there's a giant wall in between you and them now. That's all right. You know, well, I was I was gonna tell them to just like run and get to somewhere safe, but I guess that's a moot point now. I really thought you were just gonna ditch everybody, fucking <laughs> run away. But yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, there's a wall now, so I can't do much except for run away. So Elagos is going to uh, follow Owl into okay. the tower. So as soon as you run up to the tower, you jump. You jump in. Uh, the front half of you lodges in there. And then you slowly sink into the tower. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by rating the podcast on your preferred listening platform. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or if you're looking for hot singles in someone else's area, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at GJ Adventures. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.